Is that what I'm going to do? It's recording on OBS. Have you got coronavirus yet? No, not yet. I'm healthy. I still haven't got it. Yeah. I had a bit of a... It's... I had a sniffle the other day, and I blew yeah. my nose, and it's gone. I, I do that every so often, and I'll be like, oh, this is it, and then it doesn't happen. <sighs> okay, looks like we're ready. Click here to start streaming. Okay. Going live. Yeah, once I've got that done, I've got to get the game set up, haven't I? Oh, we're live, apparently. Excellent. Welcome, everyone, to Fergo and the Freak. My name's Andrew Ferguson, and today I'm joined by the glorious League Freak. How are you, League Freak? But that was a fantastic intro and completely professional. We know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. And don't anyone try and fucking prove us wrong. Bunch of bastards. Um, by the way, I'm not going to be doing any swearing in this episode. Yeah, I'm going to not swear either. Fantastic. Look at that. We're family friendly. Now I'm going to get the game up on you for you, haven't I? Yeah. But can we have the game? We can do the game up on here, and I can watch the game. But it won't be broadcast, will it? No, I can turn the music off, so you only okay. you'll see it, but no one else. Yeah, will. That, yeah, okay, that's good. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Alrighty. Uh, check out what we're doing on. Uh, I'll, I'll look at my YouTube. On my phone. Start sharing. There we go. This is some professional setup shit we've got going on. Ooh, here. look at this. How's we're that? minutes in already. Silky smooth? Yeah, uh, it's getting a bit choppy. <laughs> a bit choppy. That's a okay. tad. Now, we've got a few things to discuss today. We'll, we'll get into them shortly. We're not going to rush into this. We've got a fair bit of time to kill. Yeah. Um, we can tell you, this game's been going on for three and a half minutes already, and no one's done anything. Um, Aaron Woods has managed to put on sticky tape around his head, which is a pretty good achievement for him. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's uh, he's cutting his hair, hey. Yeah, he's he's just dropped a little bit of an elbow on a shoulder into a storm hair. player there. But because it's a storm player, that's that's legal and allowed. And I think the referee should be chastised for calling a penalty on that. Yeah. Oh. I look forward to the Daily Telegraph article about the storm player attacking elbows with the back of their heads. Yes, yes, yes. Um, did did you see yesterday? Paul Kent came out and he uh, he gave uh, Peter Volandis another another love letter about how great he is. I saw that he saved rugby league. He's only been in the job for what three months or something. He he's the greatest thing that ever happened to the game, other than the game itself. And even that's still up for debate yeah. at the moment with Daily Telegraph. You know, I, they should I just call Peter Volandis league. Well, I'm wondering. How much longer he's got to be around before they they decide to rename the the Dale, the Dally M medal? I guess the the Peter Volandis medal, the Peter V medal. The Peter V. <laughs> hey guys. The Peter V. That'd be good. Hello. We've got Hello. A special, special guest here. Hello, it's special guest. Sounds like Sharks fan. This one here. We're just uh, we're waiting for we're waiting for Melbourne to get smashed here. Yeah. There's a penalty. Because the Melbourne players having a cry. And here comes referee Cameron Smith. Having a chat. Who's, who's ground is this at? Who's the home team? 
This is Kogra. Well, this is the interesting thing about today. It's it's it hasn't been advertised, but it's, it should be called Super Gypsy Saturday because the three home teams are not playing at their usual home grounds. <laughs> the Warriors be... had a home game at the at the Gold Coast Titans Stadium. We just saw the yep. Roosters have their home game at the West Tigers home ground, and now the Sharks playing their home game at the Dragons home ground. It must be really cool for the uh, Cronulla Sharks to play a game at a home ground of theirs that is actually historic. <laughs> I, I don't know that they really care, to be honest. <laughs> I, think, I think there's, there's a few of the um, older, longer-lasting Sharks fans who take pride in the fact that their existence in the game came at the same time that the Dragons Premiership run ended. Yeah, the 11 yeah. in a row choking. That's why they That's call it Choker-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's old man Smith. He didn't want to play. He didn't have a shave either. He's scared of coronavirus. All-time great. And he, and he slots the two. Trust me, I saw... come in and, and interrupt you guys when, when you know Melbourne gets a penalty. Which family is that? Yeah, that? How come all of these families have the most... It's like goggle boxes. They've isn't got it? the most barren household living rooms there is. Yeah, where's your Sharks merchandise? That flag's pathetic. Where's your Andrew Weddinghausen cardboard cutout? Where's the pizza? These people aren't even trying. Who was that that we just had an up? ass turn up. That was interesting. <laughs> just an ass. So, Cameron Smith kicked the goal. And we're How back. We missed you, Freaky. We were in Sydney last week. Yeah, I heard that you yeah. were doing the uh, coronavirus tour. Was we it did nice? Yeah, we did. Hygiene, sanity, all covered. We didn't get yeah. any show bags, unfortunately. No oh. freebies. I was hoping to get a coronavirus bag with a, a roll of toilet paper and a bag of flour in it free tickets to italy no face masks oh look at this the storm looks like they're on a bit of a roll here yeah they're they're trying to play pretty fast i'm the the footage i'm seeing it looks like it's been played with the strobe light on (laughs) (laughs) i can still make it out though no i think i think it's a bit um a bit jumpy and I don't know if that's your internet's fault or mine. I think it might be mine. Yeah, I've got no idea. It's all right. I can make it out, though. It's it's still make-outable. Oh, that's good. That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice face there by young Kennedy. He, I've said it before. He looks like a young Valentine Holmes. He does, yeah. That's not saying Valentine Holmes is old, by the way. Just No, he's a, a, young, a young one. Yes. Plenty of work on the necks there by the Storm players. Nothing new there. Cameron Smith, do, not doing the hands in the air properly. You'd think after all these years he'd know how to do that properly. Yeah, got to go straight up in the air. Still was able to see him. He did it properly there. But yeah. hands to the side, Cameron, that doesn't make you invisible. Oh, oh what a oh, flip nice pass. pass out the back. Pity the kick was oh, shit. Oh, I kicked it straight to the full back. Unlucky. Unlucky. Looking good though. Well, so who do we like in this game? I've, I tipped the Storm, obviously. Well, I've, I've picked the Storm as well, but geez, I tell you what, I would absolutely love it if they lost this. What's that? I, don't know, I just like seeing Melbourne lose, and you don't get to see it very mm-hmm. often. <laughs> Ooh, that's good hard run. He's run onto that from a mile back. He's popping you. Is that old one? Absolute beast. I love him. There's, oh. there's the fullback Hughes playing at halfback. They're looking dangerous, eh? They are. They, they seem to be um, 
have their combinations working well. Munster with a goose. Oh, straight through. What a grubber. Well, kick... Nah, the kick was the wrong option. Why didn't he go himself? He could have just ran. Yeah. I was just more amazed that he kicked it back across the across the line there. Yeah. Did you see in last night's game that Wayne Bennett sat behind the goalposts? Yeah, I was actually... I was speaking to the missus last night about it. I said, when do you reckon the last time was that Wayne Bennett actually sat in the stadium at Lang Park? Mm. Yeah, like, even just... Because he wouldn't have done it for an Origin game, right? And he wouldn't have done it for a Broncos game. And what, since he's left, he wouldn't have done it. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But, and because I was thinking about it, right? Because... The, the view from where he's sitting is actually really, really good. Like, you get... It's great. Suncorp Stadium's great like that. It must have been a little bit freeing. He must have been like, let's go and sit down there, because this is something we might never get to do again. It must have been really cool for him. I reckon so. I reckon so. Um, mind you, it was... The atmosphere would have been about as enthralling as a conversation with Sam Burgess. Yeah, that's which true. he had to oh. endure for the entire night, which is no reason, no ex- wonder that Wayne got up with about five minutes to go and said, "Fuck this, I'm done." Just left. He yeah. just walked off and just left standing there yapping away, saying something, couldn't understand it. The Broncos should have won that game by man twenty yeah. more points, I reckon. Absolutely. Like, I, and that just, was the thing. That was one of the hardest tips for me to pick, but man, they look so much better. And South just look their their attack is not clicking. I saw there no. was some comments by Phil Gould saying that Latrell Mitchell is not even NRL standard at the moment, not ready for fullback, and I thought that was harsh. Yeah, I don't think he played brilliantly or even great. Or no, he was like okay. Yeah, but given that he's only been at the club for what two months, and he's still got he's still got combinations to work out and stuff. Yet I don't think yeah. he's playing that bad. He cleaned up pretty well at the back, saved a few hairy moments there. Um, I think what he needs to do is he needs someone to say, look, you want to be a fullback, own it. Like, if you want to be the superstar, walk out in the field like you're the superstar fullback and play that way. Because I feel like right now he's hanging back a little bit and he's trying not to make mistakes, and that's not what you want from him. You want him to to get in, to call for the ball, to be out in the back line and, you know, be the playmaker. And I just think that he's hanging back too much. But I also think that... I, I think that he's carrying too much weight, and I've talked about this before. And I don't think it's real; it's fat or anything. I just think he's he's too big a dude at the moment. I think he needs to drop some muscle mass to be able to play the full at fullback. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I think to Cody Walker's not the sort of five eight who's going to help him get involved in the game because Cody Walker's a bit of a, a, a free spirit as a player. Um, Whereas when he was at the Roosters, he had genuine yeah. creators like Luke Keary and Cooper Cronk to bring him into the game at the right time. And that's another thing too. It means that he yeah. has to kind of look for the ball more, which is he didn't have to do that at the Roosters. He just had to, had to, be, had to wait until they gave the ball to him. Um, so that's something he's got to learn too. But yeah. I don't think these are things that are going to take him a long time to figure out. No, he's too, he's too good a player. And yeah. look, I, there was a... I had a fucking conversation on Twitter today about this. I did see. I had a Tigers fan. Yes. Yeah, I had a Tigers fan. I'm going to pull up his name, right? Because I said I'd, I'd 
talk about it. Uh, I mean, I'm on the wrong account. Hang on, just let me get off the Rothfield account and go to. Okay, so it was oval shaped object. Yeah, I, I, I know he... of him. He's not too bad. He's uh, he does have some some good um, wisdom and intelligence on the game. Now he said basically that like I didn't know what I was talking about and that all of the bagging that I did of the Tigers about not getting Latrell was shown to be wrong because of how Latrell's playing and and that he was basically happy that they, they'd gone in a different direction and stuff like that. That's a different point of view. That's fair enough, right? Yeah. But the way I see it, and he, he actually likened it to an NBA trade. Would I trade Latrell Mitchell for... Um, Adam Dewey and uh, Joey Leilua, right? I would do that in a second because I always want the talent, okay? And that's what I said to him. I said, if you've got a chance to get a talent like Latrell Mitchell, you get it, and you worry about all the other stuff later. And that's kind of what Souths have done. They've said, look, we're, we're going to get the talent and we'll worry about teaching him for which is fair enough, right? Um but then he said that Latrell is unfit. And look, I, I don't know that Latrell's unfit, but I'm willing to go along with it. And he was saying how many great players have been unfit. So it started getting me thinking about players that were really good, that had a gut, okay? Yeah. So I wrote down a list. So let's go through my list. Okay. Okay. So, now, this, is, this isn't somebody that's shaped like a Shane Webkey. This is someone that you could... legitimately say had a gut. Really good players. Okay. Tony Carroll, right? Yep. Chris Clark. Chris uh, Close, Andrew Fardy, Mark Riddell, Conrad Harrell. That's where I stopped because I, had, I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking the, the one that sticks out for yeah. me that we heard every single time was, you know, every, every off-season was Greg Inglis is overweight and he's unfit. And then... Round one would come around, and you go, oh, he probably looks a little bit big, and then he'd just rip teams apart, and you go, yeah, who cares? Yeah, and look, I, I always used to say with Greg Inglis, and I think I've written a couple of articles along these lines, I don't want Greg Inglis at his physical best in March. I want him at his physical best in September. And, you know, Greg Inglis only had to drop about five kilos during a season, and he did it every single time. Yeah, it's... I suppose the other one might be in. Did you did you have Andrew Fafita? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, I had Andrew Fafita. Yeah, but um, I think some of these players are just absolute freakish talents, and that's why I'm happy to forgo them if they've got a little a little bit of extra um, love meat around the handle and around the gut region. Love meat. Oh man, love me. That's fantastic. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's coming from <laughs> See, someone who has who has a few kilos of love meat around. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing. I think because I've been thinking about this today. I wonder if we've been spoiled the last say ten to fifteen years with freaks that who were able to go from the outside backs into fullback and make it look easy. So like a Billy Slater, right? He went from being a, a winger to being a, a great fullback, one of the great fullbacks. 
Then you get someone like a Greg Inglis, who is a top five athlete of all time in rugby league. He makes it look easy. And I wonder if some of these switches that we've seen have just spoiled us. It's possible. I mean, even Tedesco started as a winger. He spent nearly a full season as a winger. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's quite possible. And that's the thing, too. The, the fullback role did change a fair bit in the, in the, you know, the 2000s and 2010s. They stopped mm-hmm. being just a bloke who did heaps of kick returns and they started being that ball player, thanks largely to Billy Slater and what he did to the game. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and Darren Lockyer as well. Yep. Um, but and look, there's there's another one just off the top of my head. Uh, Anthony Minicello, he started as a winger as well. Yep. Valentine but Holmes? I, I, I do, like Valentine. Well, the thing about Valentine Holmes is, and he was also another one of these players, I wonder if all of these players that we named that went from being outside backs and wingers to being great fullbacks, and like we're talking about some of the greatest fullbacks of all time, I wonder if that has spoiled us for thinking that it's a natural transition when, in fact, it might just be that we've seen some all-time greats do it and it's not actually as easy as we expect. Yeah, a very good question. I think, think you might be onto something there. Yeah, something to think about anyway. But, um, yeah, look, I stand by what I said for the Tigers. I think if you've got a Latrell Mitchell, anyone wants a fullback spot? Well, for me, I know some people think that we were chasing Latrell Mitchell. I know right. some people think we think we were chasing Latrell Mitchell purely to play fullback. But, if, I mean, kind of like with South, if, if he had a failed at that role, he could have easily gone back to... Um... The money. Yeah. What are you doing, man? You're, falling, you're dropping out. What? Hello? This is, this is brilliant technology. How are you going there? Yeah. You still around? Oh, we've lost a freak. Well, as I was saying before, he disappeared. Oh, no. I was just saying that... I'm um, here. Can you I, hear me? Yeah, yeah. I was just saying a lot of people was, were suggesting that with Latrell Mitchell um, at the Tigers, that he was going to be bought specifically to be fullback. Same same thing as South done. But they do have an option, albeit a, a poor one, if it hadn't worked out. And they would just put Embi back at, at fullback and Latrell can mm-hmm. go back to centre. He's still going to get good value out of him. Yeah, exactly. Just get the talent and worry about it later. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what that is. Um, you know, you know, I look at someone like, and it, it hasn't worked out for them, but Brisbane, I think, did a similar thing with Jack Bird. You know, they, they saw the talent and they were like, let's get him here and worry about it. No, unfortunately, Jack Bird hasn't been on the field very much. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that if you get a top-of-the-line player like Latrell Mitchell, especially for his age and the fact that he's a goal kicker, like, that's huge in the NRL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Tigers needed both. But they didn't have a, a genuine goal kicker. I mean, Benji Marshall's back kicking goals now for the first time since the war. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. He's kicking goals again like it's the Blitz. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's just nailing from everywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I still think... Uh, 
I, I, I don't really care either way. I would have loved for Latrell Mitchell to turn up to the Tigers because they just they never seem to get one of those X Factor type players. So it would have been good mm. to get one at last. But at the same time, we we didn't need him at the same time. We needed a hooker. We never bothered to chase, and we needed front rowers. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I'll ask you: Would you trade? Joey Leilua and Adam Dewey right now for Latrell Mitchell right now playing yes. out of form. Yes, okay. and I put I put Latrell at centre. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I'd still play him at fullback and and see how he goes. I I think we agree that he will work it out eventually, and if he does work it out, like look out, it's going to be great. But you know, I I, I am worried about him at the moment, though. I think that. Uh, his work rate as a as a fullback just isn't there at the moment. And I think it's just something he hasn't learned yet. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest too. The last time he, he was playing fullback consistently and regularly was in the NYC under twenties, and that was not even close to this level. And no. so it's going to no. take a while to get used to that, especially when you've been parked out on the left, being fed the ball by absolute champions of the game whenever they felt like it. You mm-hmm. just stand around like brown cows half the time there and just let the absolute legends hand you the ball whenever you need it. You just do what you've got to do after that. Um, to going around and having to do is the huge amount of running required and playmaking that's required in that role. And he, he is yeah. he is capable of being a playmaker. He's played plenty of games at 5'8". Yeah. Um, so I've got no doubt that he will, he will make it work as a fullback. But... Uh, it's one of those things where he's going to need time to do it, and do you do you waste a season letting him learn the grow at fullback, or do you do something even more drastic and put him in Reggie's reserve grade and let him try and learn the role there? Well, they're not running reserve grade at the moment. No. So, but I mean, if, I, if, if, for argument's sake, if it were running, yeah, what um, would you do? If I feel like I feel like with the because it is a bit of a delicate situation. I mean, this is a superstar that wanted to change positions, and that was one of the motivators for him to move. And South said, "Yeah, we'll give you the keys to the fullback role." I I think dropping him back to to reserve grade theoretically would only work if you sat down with him and talked about it with him, and it was a, a mutual agreement. Decision, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this but is the if, he, that... if he agreed to it, I think it would it would serve him well. Bloody hell. Um The other thing that, that South could look at doing is having the fullback role played by two players, and that would be Alex Johnson and Latrell Mitchell. And that way, mm-hmm. Latrell could ease into the role. He could do half the job, and Johnson could do the other half until... Mitchell's fitness and match awareness, stuff like that, all is up to where it needs to be. And it wouldn't be that hard to do. No, I mean, I think that last night showed, like, they they do that switch pretty well. And Johnson, I mean, I, I've been pretty impressed with Johnson this year when he's played at fullback. And, but yeah, I, I really do. I think with their talent like Luttrell, you give him an, you give him enough time. You can't do it on two weeks, and you definitely can't do do it with one of those games being against the Broncos team that just set you back on your feet. I mean, the the Rabbitohs forwards were absolutely destroyed last night. 
So, you know, all their backs were going to have trouble going anywhere. But, yeah, I, I look, if he if he gets it together, you know that Latrell's going to be an absolute monster back there. Um, it's just a case of giving him the time, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I think the thing is all it needs. He just needs a bit of time. He's, he hasn't been at the club very long. So I I think people just need to... Uh, Give him, give him at least a month there and assess him after that. So after a month, right? If he says doing this in two weeks from now and he's had another game like this two weeks from now, what would you do? Move him to centre. I think I would too and say to him, look, we need you to get your fitness up. And from centre, I want you running in field and looking for the ball. Yeah, yeah. Come looking for the ball. That's the main thing. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd be doing with him though. Now, there was something... Oh, yeah, I, I ran a poll. Yes. Um, it's still running, so if you want to get in there and vote on it, you can still do that. And it was about the Warriors, because during the week they decided that they're, they're going to stay in Australia, and, you know, they, they're going to, um, st- I suppose, stay around for as long as possible to make sure the, co- the competition keeps running... Um, you know, unaffected by what they're going to do. Because there was talk that they were going to head back to New Zealand and if they had done that, they wouldn't have been allowed to come back into the country, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just got to try and find the poll here now. Yeah, let me... Was it uh, on... No, it wasn't Fergun's Freak. Uh... No, I was being selfish. I was doing it on my own account. <laughs> I do. Okay, I found it. I found it. Oh, good. It's had a few votes. Can you tell me what's that? Okay, so uh, so the first option was all Warriors, home and away, to be played in New Zealand in 2021. Uh, the second one, and that got 42% of the vote. That was the top vote getter. Uh, the second one was cash in the cap. That got uh, 19% of the vote. The third one was extra pay to players, which got 37% of the vote, which was the second highest. And the last one was extra competition points, which only got 2% of the vote. 1,200 people voted on that. That's incredible. Yeah, still going. Um, so the, I suppose to flush it out a bit, when I said, said that all Warriors games home away to be played in New Zealand in 2021, um, my idea behind that, obviously I ran out of space in the tweet, but um, all the away games will be played at other venues other than Mount Smart Stadium, but in New Zealand. Yeah. So just take it on a tour around New Zealand. And... The only resistance I got to that um, option there was all of the Warriors fans in New Zealand wouldn't uh, in Australia wouldn't get to see them play. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's but this funny. is the point because all of those fans in Australia get to see them play every game this year. That's a good point. Well, they don't get to go to the game, so. No, but I mean, it's not like they were going to them anyway. Why are they whinging now? <laughs> Maybe what you could do. Just a tweak to that is say, have a game in Brisbane, have a game in one game in Sydney, and one game in Melbourne, because then you cover them three cities, but all the other away games. Make sure they play those. Make sure they play those three teams twice, so they still get to play them over in New Zealand as well. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that would be cool. That would work. Um, The cash in the cap idea was to, I suppose. Give them extra cap allowance, so if they had players that wanted to go back home and, and knowing that they wouldn't be able to play for, you know, 
between a few weeks and a few months, then yeah. the Warriors could sign up players to replace them just for this year so they could still field a competitive team. Yeah, see, I don't mind the, the extra cap space for them. Um, I think I would probably, if it's going back and forth, see, the thing I want to do is compensate the club. Like, I, I want to, and I feel like giving them extra cap room next season is only, it's too short term for me. I want something where at the end of next year they kind of look at their, their bank balance and say, well, we're set up really well because of this year. Um like I, I said in the podcast that uh, me and Katie did the other day, I would not be opposed to the NRL giving them a $5 million grant just for this year, an extra grant of $5 million bucks because they need all the support we can give them. Frustrating, isn't it? It's just in the middle of talking about something. Oh, I interrupted you guys. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's all right. We were just talking about players' haircuts. <laughs> talk about uh, Rudolph's. He's got a nice set of hair. Now we're actually looking at um, Cameron Smith, and looks like he's got a slice of round Devon on the back of his head. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Uh, is there any Johnny Greco lookalikes? <laughs> <laughs> How much would it cost for you to kiss the the back of uh, Cameron Smith's head? Well, if I run out of food from the supermarkets, what? <laughs> oh, it's 15 rolls of toilet paper. We use toilet paper as uh, currency now. Well, to give you an update on the game, there's uh, nine minutes to go in the first half. It's just been penalty goals. Sharks are up 4-2. Nothing exciting's happened in this no, game, it's huh? Not an exciting first it's very half. similar to the, uh, the Melbourne Manly game last week. There was nothing happening in that first half either. The worrying thing for the Sharks is the Storm were much better in the second half last week. Mm. And if that happens mm. again this week, it'll be interesting to see if the Sharks can uh, keep up with them, I guess. Some really good attempts to score tries, but they just can't get over. Ooh, was oh. that forward? It was. Yep. Morris with another good forward call. pass. He did that last week and cost, cost him the game. Go, go to your team next week. He's already throwing games for the Sharks. <laughs> He doesn't like being too far away from his brother. No, he doesn't like, he doesn't Close like it. Close knit. Other than all the years that he has been away from him. Social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how he likes to be away from his brother when he gets paid more, but then when there's a chance for him to earn more to be with his brother, he also likes that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting situation, that. Mm. Oh, is that your favourite ref there, Freaky? He loves all the refs. All the referees are my favourite referees. Yes. Especially Ashley Klein. That's who I was referring to, Freaky? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't rate Ashley Klein. No, I didn't think so. I remember previous no. conversations. Yeah. That only went two yeah. metres forward. That's that's better from Morris. Has he been Morris hooked? Morris is off. He's been hooked. Why is he coming off? Mouthing off, I reckon. Oh, ten he's not. Minute, he's not ten, happy. Ten minutes in the bin for, for using profanity. He's walking all over that tunnel, all the way to Carlton Station. He's going to get on the train to, to Bondi Junction, and he's not coming back. <laughs> One-way ticket. Mm. He's not happy. He Surely he wasn't just sin binned. No, I think he was hooked. That's he was crazy. He was and, and muttering to himself and talking away, he, he was not happy. And he went straight up the tunnel too. Yeah. Look at this! 
Ah, they've gone for the trick play! And nice covered up there. Kennedy showing a bit of toe there to stay in front of uh, Josh Adokar. He did good. A clean pair of heels. We're going to get the cliches out of the way. Yeah. It's not his go. Oh, wait. That's not for this one. No, different one. The Bulldogs played the other night. Yeah. What do you think of Blake Braley's hair? It's just so super smooth and silky, eh? Ah, I'd like to run my fingers through it. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, I sound like Andrew Johns when I say stuff like that. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, jeez. What is it with the shark? play on. Play on and he, he dropped, dropped the ball. That cold. He dropped that cold. Yeah, what the... minute there. Jeez. See, this is why you need crowds, because they would have just piped up and said, he's been doing it all day. Yeah. Well, he's going for a one-on-one steal here, no. and he doesn't get it. They're just having a little bit of a... No, it wasn't. A little bit of a whinge over the ball. Wow, Morris was hooked. That's <gasps> crazy. Yeah. He's this fellow. He can't hold the ball. He can't keep his feet on the ground. Straight forward. That's the way to go. I wonder what Matt Moylan's doing right now. Um, Watching at home? He's on his lounge, probably pulling his other hamstring. <laughs> Oh. It's amazing he got injured while he was on the bench for a trial game that he wasn't playing. That's a playing typical in. Cameron Smith manoeuvre. Can we just go through? Seriously, Cronulla? That's another yeah. full oh, pass. Man. That's good. Yeah, no. Oh. Oh, that was close. That would be good that if he got good. it. I think that last pass might have been forward, though. There's the angry Fijian. Who's definitely got something to say? He signed for a sport that doesn't exist next year. Pretty smart play because he might still get the money and he can just come back to rugby league anyway. Imagine that. that pay twice. I think he'll just be listed as a as a creditor. <laughs> the referee didn't put his flag up. Did he call him for a shoulder charge? No, they didn't even go anywhere. It is a forward pass because they've uh, they've just had a turnover. Changeover. There we go. <laughs> what was that game that we did last year, Andrew, that was just such a dog of a game? <gasps> Hang on. Sorry, was, it, was it a Tigers game? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, what a hit. Wait, Graham, you just killed someone. Good on you, Capitan. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I, I love that sort of stuff. You, you've got Jason Tormalolo. Wade Graham's my yeah. favourite player. And Billy McGuire has yeah, yeah. been on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, right across his chest. Oh, that's that is that is just fucking awesome. That's what I love about good old Wade. And he just gets up and walks away. He doesn't sit over. He doesn't sit over them and, and talk trash to them. He just gets up and walks away like, yeah, I'm doing this shit all day. He's got another yeah. child on the way, so he's really pumped. The beat has grown a mullet. He's not pumped anymore, though. Um. <laughs> He's a changed man. Those days have passed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to behave. I cannot see Freaky's throwing the we, throwing we, the line out. We, He's doing a bit of fishing. There's um, yeah. you know, running hands through hair, pumped. What next, Freaky? I'm trying. I'm trying to behave because we're live. We are live. <laughs> there's Rudolph showing showing Aaron Woods how to run. Woods wasn't watching though. 
Oh, oh. Pass it straight to the Melbourne Storm Five Eight. That centre there, they should send him back to Newcastle. Yeah, it's a bit not all right tonight. He's been trapped. Remember when Sean Johnson used to be good? Was that with the New Zealand Warriors? I was in the nines. Yeah, in the nines. What sort of a play the ball is that? <laughs> You're going to sit there and blame everyone for it, are you? You're an idiot. You're dropped from first grade, mate. See that? He got smashed by Wade Graham and then he doesn't know how to hold the ball anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, Charlie. It's time of war. Just love Rudolph's hair, isn't it He's amazing? Still rattled. This Rudolph kid's got a bit of the uh, mad Dane Laurie about him. And where's Billy Magulas? He does, yeah, yeah without the record. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got a clean record off the field, which is helpful. Yeah. Tackled in opposition twenty. Sharks thirteen, Melbourne two. Oh. Sharks have got all the field position on, but can't on. get across the stripe. You get they the feeling that Craig Bellamy is going to just give them the biggest spray at halftime. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, can see, to, you can see from the box. They're going to have to rebuild the uh, the Cogger dressing sheds. <laughs> it's going to rip them apart. Just punch over. Sharks. Oh, he's back, he says. Oh, oh, close. Oh, is that close. Close. Oh, come on. Johnson drifting right. Long oh, ball on that Where does the ball go? Seriously. There's oh. Molotaro running back in field. Oh! Yeah, that was a bit of an interesting tackle. Pulled yeah. down by the back of the shirt. Pull out a horse collar in the NFL. Oh, just come on, Graham. Graham runs into one of his teammates because they're too stupid to get out of his way. <laughs> Going Sean Johnson. Pass it to someone. Another pass to no one. Oh, oh, oh this is frustrating. Johnson. Listen. See, this is the problem with Sean Johnson. He, th- he thinks he can throw no-look passes like Benji Marshall, but he fails to realise that half of Benji Marshall's no-look passes went into touch as well. And Benji's be... better at it than Sean Johnson is. Yeah, but to be fair, 25% of Sean Johnson's passes hit their target 100% of the time. <laughs> what John Morris is thinking right now. And those, that analyst has got really large glasses. It reminds me of one of the Thunderbirds. Brains? Yeah. <laughs> Brains, you knew his name. <laughs> oh, never really was a fan of Thunderbirds, but I've seen enough Thunderbirds memes to know who he is. Uh-huh. You know, the puppet on strings thing. <laughs> There's a reference. You know, oh, that, oh, oh, yes. Who is that? Who is that? That's, Making that's atrocious. Up. Oh, look at Bellamy's face. Bellamy's gobsmacked. It's like... Bellamy's got... Oh, my God, oh, Johnson. Johnson. Three in Hooking. a row. Oh, my God. This is painful to what? watch. Morris got hooked after one forward pass, and Johnson stays <laughs> on the field after three debacles. Even Craig Bellamy was blowing up at that drop ball. Bellamy had that look on his face of, how the fuck am I going to punish that prick for that shit action? <laughs> Johnson's like, Fuck. I, I dudded a gun. Is this are these people like a relative of a footballer or something? I don't I don't know. I want to know how you, I want to know how you get in one of those rooms. Yeah. I want to have one of those cameras here, and then they can hear me doing the live podcast, and I'd just be dropping swear words the whole time. We're gonna put this on fuck sports. 
Fuck sports. I would look at Bellamy. He's going to be so angry. I would would wait until something really awesome happened, and then I would pretend I was doing uh, lines of substances off of tables. Like so, they couldn't they couldn't show it. They'd be like, "Man, the best drive of the game," and this dude's, you know, See, doing this I, stuff. I thought you might be trying to reenact some of um, Dylan Napper's best work. <laughs> no, I would. I definitely would not do that. <laughs> oh man, that would be entertaining though. <laughs> well, it's half time. Let's let's have a chat. We we got some uh, some interesting content to bring up during the half time break. Yeah. And it's about this um, NRL CEO's and chairman poll about the state of the game. And it appeared in the yeah. Sydney Morning Herald, what was it, a week ago or so? Uh, yeah, I think it was a week ago, a week and a half ago. That was back when we could all be around people. Yeah, yeah, back when back when we were civil and we were allowed to be humans and we didn't have to try and kill one another for fucking toilet paper. Yeah, you could go to Bondi Beach and stuff. Yeah, without being chastised by the media. Yeah. Who are um, at Bondi Beach, by the way. Yeah. Um, so the, it's called the Big Poll. And it's mm-hmm. spoken to, what, 18, 16 or 18, no, 20 respondents. Yeah. So we're talking big numbers here. Huge. First question. How would you rate your faith in Todd Greenberg to continue as the NRL CEO? Some faith, 44.4%. Complete faith, 5.6%. So straight away, half, half of the... Uh, Bosses are happy with him to stay there, to some degree. Yeah. Um, on the fence, twenty seven point eight percent. Little faith, eleven point one percent, and no faith, eleven point one. Okay, so that's pretty good for him, actually. Yeah, I'd I'd hate to see. I think for someone in his role to be getting a hundred percent. Yeah. I want to know that he's because pissing that... some clubs off. Yeah, exactly. It means he's he's uh, you know, universe look, and it's rugby league like. His job is to basically keep all of these clubs in line. Yeah. And so if they all like him, he's not doing his job. That's right. Um, how would you rate ARLC chairman Peter Volandi's first six months in the job, given that he'd done nothing in that period? Excellent, 55.6%. Average, 11.1%. And good, 33%. And there was nothing for bad. Uh, poor was 0% and not good was 0%. Okay, I like the way that they they frame the two questions differently, like they gave you different options, hey? Yeah, so the first one is about, I suppose it's worded in a way so that you're considering whether you have any faith in Todd Greenberg instead of saying whether you think he's done a good job or not. Yeah. But it's completely open for Vlandis. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how you can say he's done an excellent job when, as you say, he hasn't, hasn't done anything. His first six months he did nothing. Yeah. Well, he did a press conference that talked about how he's going to take the game back to suburban grounds. Yeah, and called it rugby league. Yeah, I mean, well, that was that was post the first six months. You know, at least by this time, Peter Beattie had done, like, the Magical Mystery Tour. He was six months into it anyway. Yeah. Still had another few years of it to go before he left. He, and he also irritated um, Phil Gould. He irritated yep. a few people at Daily Telegraph, so that's, that's yep. ticked. Um, what do you believe is the biggest issue facing the game right now? Number one, future broadcast deal, 40%. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Player agents, 25%. NRL management and crowds, both 10%. CEO turnover, 
that's within the clubs. Salary cap and TPA legitimacy, 5%, and junior participation, 5%. That's how much yeah, grassroots like, they care about. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's interesting that the the biggest uh, issues in the game, and it's like, well, the money we get, yeah, that's the number money, one. It's the money we get, then the money we have to pay out, then the money from the NRL, the money we get from the crowds, the amount of money that we spend on CEOs who leave, the amount of money we have in the salary cap and the third-party agreements, and then kids. It's interesting that it's not um, terribly run teams are in there by their CEOs and chairmen, because that's probably the biggest problem in the game at the moment. Agreed. Is that we're spending $12 bucks on every single club, and some of them are run so poorly that even under a salary cap system, they can't make the finals every mm. few seasons. Question number four. How would you rate the NRL simply the best ad campaign? Excellent, 0%. Good, 40%. Average, 35%. Not good, 0%. Poor, 25%. Wow, a lot of them didn't like it. That's interesting. Well, I think the majority of them are like, eh, it's an ad. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Do the ARLC and NRL executive team do enough to support the clubs? Yes, 21.1%. No, 78.9%. Wow. My guess is that the 20... 20 what is it? 21.1%. They're probably people that were only recently just employed by the NRL to prop that club up. <laughs> That's true. Titans members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Titans in Newcastle. <laughs> um, question six. Would you like the NRL to take the grand final on the road during stadium construction periods in Sydney? Yes, 50%. No, 50%. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, I, I can't believe it's such a problem, hey? Like, I feel as though... I feel as though there's a worry that if we took one grand final to Brisbane or one grand final to Victoria to play it at the MCG that we would forever lose the grand final from Sydney. And I just don't think that would be the case. Of course it wouldn't. Look, this is the thing too. Being in this story and you see how the game constantly took constantly took itself to new corners of the world all the time to try and spread mm. the game. Mm. And, you know, kangaroo tours, lions tours, kiwi tours, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden we got to this point over the last 20 years, it's like, no, everything has to stay exactly where it is and never fucking move. Yeah. And they wonder weird. why the game's growth has sort of stagnated somewhat, especially around Europe. Yeah. Like, when you look through some of the venues that even the kangaroos have played at, the Australian kangaroos, like, there's some places in there that's unbelievable, really unbelievable. And as you say, it's... I think it'll come in after Super League when everyone was ultra uh, conservative in terms of the money that was being spent because they had to be because all the you know the the broadcasters who had raped and pillaged the game decided that they needed to get their chunks of flesh over the next fifteen years so they underpaid the game. I think it came in because of that and it just hasn't left the psyche of the management of the sport. I, I think you absolutely nailed it there. Absolutely. Um, can I just in- interrupt this uh, poll here? 
Mm-hmm. Fox Sports just put up a thing saying first half highlights, and it just showed Craig Bellamy just bitching in the in the um in the box there, the coach's box. And then when they stopped that footage, they then went to live footage of him in the dressing room, absolutely smashing his players in there. I went, that's yeah, actually quite accurate. Yeah, I think that I think that's spot on. That's you know the first half was bludger. I think that this uh, this uh, storm team is going to come out in the second half and put one on the sharks, eh? Yeah, I think right there he's saying to them, if you don't get out there and pull your finger out, every single one of you are pushing the fucking bus home. <laughs> or even um, worse yet, we're gonna we're gonna go into the middle of Sydney and you're gonna shake everyone's hand. Yeah, and then you're gonna lick every bus clean. Yeah. Um, What's Paul Gallen doing there? Why does I, Paul Gallen have to be there? He's a assistant halves coach, probably. Yeah, probably. Should the NRL continue to pursue funds for Sydney suburban grounds? Yes, seventy-five percent. No, twenty-five percent. <clears throat> Uh, I don't get that one. Why? Uh, why would... I mean, obviously, if it's 75%, it's not just Sydney clubs have said yes. Uh, unless they only just went to mostly Sydney clubs. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. This is the thing that doesn't make sense. Is a If Landy's wants to, wants to take the game back to all these suburban grounds, yet mm. it's going to cost the... It's going to cost the game money and it's going to cost the club's money to play there. Yeah. And as we know, he likes he likes bitching to the media and to the government. Give me money. <clears throat> yeah, Ugh. exactly. It's, I hate it. It's weird. I, I don't understand it. Look, I think that there's a couple of grand you could give upgrades to and, and it would set, the, set Sydney for its stadium infrastructure up fine, but... I mean, I'd be playing as many games at Parramatta Stadium and the, you know, the new ANZ Stadium at, at Homebush is going to be absolutely amazing. The new Sydney Football Stadium, I think, just it's it's always going to be difficult to get to and it should only be 30,000-seat stadium. But, um, yeah, it, that's, a, that's an interesting result to me. Yeah. Uh, question eight. Do you agree with the introduction of the captain's challenge? Yes, 65%, of course. No, 25%, 10% indifferent. Of course the clubs are happy yep. with that. They get to bitch and moan about the referees a bit more and get away with it. Yeah, because it's never their fault that no. they lose matches. Uh, number nine, do you believe the NRL should add a new team or teams in the next broadcast cycle? <clears throat> I was interested in seeing how this one went. Yeah. Yes, 55%, no 45%. And I thought the yes vote was probably about 55% higher than I thought. Yeah, because... And, and I wrote about this years ago... They're, because they're 16 teams, as soon as you add another team, every team share in the NRL competition gets lower. Yep. And that's a that's a problem. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised that it was that high. Uh, look, the, the way that everyone's dragging their heels, I don't think we're in any danger of a team being added to the comp anytime no. soon, eh? No, everyone, everyone is really dragging their heels. You know, really bad. The last look, the last two ARL chairmen both come in talking about expansion, and then when they left, gave a big spiel about why we desperately need it. And it's like, why didn't you do this when you were in the, the role? And it just sums up the problem with the ARL at the moment. Yeah, and I I don't know. I'm I'm not confident that Vlandis is going to bring it through in a hurry. No, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if. 
he I mean, sat down with the North Sydney people no. one day and said, "Okay, give me, tell me about Gosford." You we know? need to get North Sydney Oval back in use again. Yeah, it's so magical. It's so wonderful. And yet, when we were playing there, everyone used to say, "Oh man, this, this isn't a footy stadium. This is a frigging cricket oval. We need to get away from this shit." Even North Sydney did. That's why they started building up in Gosford. Given Vlandy's love for suburban grounds, I reckon his idea for an expansion would be North Sydney and Newtown. That <laughs> bring back Lieb. <laughs> um, if the NRL chooses to expand, would you like to see a current team relocated? Yes, sixty-five percent. No, thirty-five percent. Ooh, that's interesting. It's funny because it, it's always somebody else that needs to relocate. That's right. And it's not expansion if you're relocating someone. You're just moving yeah. a team to an area that no one wants. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you believe there is enough depth in talent to support more than 16 NRL clubs? Yes, 40%. No, 60%. It's the best competition in the world. Yeah. Even our yeah. New South Wales and Queensland Cup players go over to the English Super League and their championship and play in those competitions over there. Of course we've got enough talent. Well, you just got to look at the worst teams we've had the last few years. They've not been too bad for talent. It's just been other factors that have been a problem. And then on top of that, like we've seen a bunch of teams have really poor seasons and finish near the bottom of the ladder and then have good seasons the following year and be up in the finals. So... You know, the competition's very, very close. And it, it doesn't take much to go from being a bad team to a good team. And that would suggest that there's plenty of talent in the comp. True. Except for the West Tigers. Yeah. Well, they don't like talent. They tend to or, they tend to frown upon buying talent. Or success. Yeah. Um, success is overrated. Yeah. It's too hard. Mm. Um... If expansion was to occur, which location should be the NRL's primary target? Brisbane, 65%. Redcliffe, 15%. Perth, 10%. Ipswich, 10%. Sorry, they're Brisbane. 90% are Brisbane-based and 10% is Perth. It's so weird. It's weird that we've got two cities with a million-plus people in them and our sport is so rich that it can just say, nah, that's good, we'll just leave them there. <laughs> I like the fact that they think expansion means taking another team to a place where there already is one. Yeah. What's that that's expanding? always good. Um, do you believe there are too many NRL clubs in Sydney? Yes, 65%, no, 35%. It, that's brilliant, because you know what? Any type, if that, Say the ARL said, we are going to set an agenda whereby we are going to cull a Sydney club, they would all get voted out by the clubs. And not all of the clubs, just the Sydney clubs. Yeah. None of them, none of them are going to go through with that. Um, would you support the return of Israel Folau to the NRL under strict conditions? Yes, 39%. No, 61%. Yeah, until he says, I'll go to their club, and then it will be 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I love um, it when they pretend that they've got a moral compass. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that. This one's interesting. Do you still support the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy? Yes, 80%. No, 20%. I dare say the Dragons oh, are wow. part of the 20%. Yeah, you think so. 
That's uh, that's higher than I thought it would be, hey? Yeah, I didn't think the clubs would have been that supportive of it. Um, if you could sign any player in the NRL for this season, including those at your own club, who would it be? At 22.2% was Tom Trebojevic. At 16.7% was Jason Tormalolo. 11% we've got Caelan Ponga, David Fafita, Nathan Cleary and Cameron Murray. At 5.5%, James Tedesco, Cameron Smith and Jake Trebojevic. Some interesting ones there. I don't know why Tom Trebojevic would be that high when he's so injury prone, though. Yeah, I think he's such a clean skin and, and such a you know a nice sort of person. I think they're looking at both the on-field ability and the off-field package. How about the fact that he was just off contract and they could have signed him? That may have played a part. <laughs> I'm surprised Cameron Smith's on there, given that he's 39 years old, wherever he is. Yeah, it just shows you what he does for a club, hi. Hey? Yeah. Uh, what's the next one here? Here we go. Should all players' third-party deals be made public? Yes, 65%, no, 35%. And I found that very odd. That is a little bit strange. And I'm wondering if that's a invested interest by clubs to find out how much other players are earning that aren't at their club. Yeah, like I feel as though there's this big myth going on where it's like, oh, there's certain clubs that are getting all these third-party agreements and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I don't know, I just think it's a, I think it's an excuse. Yeah, I think so too. Um, this one kind of goes with a previous question. Should the NRL allow Jack DeBellin to play in the NRL in 2020 after sitting out an entire season under the no-fault stand-in policy? Yes, 21%, no, 79%. Yeah, is, so that's, I mean, it's pretty close to... Yeah, the other one was 2080, the, so it's pretty much spot yeah, on. Yeah. Would you support a transfer window? Yes, 80%, no, 20%. We've talked about this. What does that even mean, a transfer window? It's just it's, like it's this vague term. Anyway. I mean, clubs are still going to talk to other players and stuff like that outside the transfer window anyway. Yep, 100%. 100%. And we, see it in, we saw it in Rugby League before they opened the, the doors because it was so ridiculous. And we see it in sport where they pretend that they don't talk to players and clubs, you know, and then at midnight, uh, as soon as the deadline passes, you get a bunch of, you know, players signed contracts. It's it's just dumb. I do want I'd, to. I much the... prefer the, the real-life thing in Rugby League where it's like, yeah, they're talking. Everyone's talking all the time. Exactly. Um, I do wonder, too, if it would be a restriction of trade if you had them only being able to talk with players for a short period of time every year. Yeah, that's a good point. And I also think, too, with rugby league, I mean, a player has so many options. And if a, if a player was worried about securing their long-term uh, contract and their long-term security and, you know, Super League comes along or Rugby Union or AFL or whoever... And says, oh, we'll, we'll deal with you now. We'll give you the contract now. You know, I, I think we'd see some players take that, that sort of thing up if they weren't allowed to sign with a rugby league club until a certain date. Yeah. Uh, question 20. Would you support a standalone state of origin period? Yes, 75%. No, 25%. Oh, that's got a lot of support. I'm surprised by that. 
Well, I think the reason being is that there's a lot of clubs, obviously, that provide players to State of Origin. So it would allow them to actually have their players play Origin, and if they get injured, they'd also have time to recover to some degree and be available back yeah. again for club games and not actually miss any club games due to Origin representation and stuff. Yeah, and I think that we're starting to... I mean, that that sort of thinking and that push for you know, not ruining the NRL competition, I think it's really getting a lot of momentum the last few years. And, you know, I think in five years' time it will be that way. We'll we'll have State of Origin as standalone. And, um, you know, I, I think it'll be a good thing. I, I, I think it's where we're headed anyway. I agree. Um, do you believe the NRL's current compensation system for players injured in rep footy is fair? Yes, 10%. No, 90%. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the clubs want, really. Um, so I think I think the best way to look at this is with Kieran Foran, how mm. he's he's going to miss an entire year because of an injury he got in rep footy, um, and he's on you know a million dollars a year, but he's only going the club's only going to be compensated three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of his salary. Um, I say. Stiff. I mean, you can't. Injuries happen. And if you're willing to pay someone a million dollars a year knowing that they could get injured, then that's a risk that that club is making. You've got to own it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. And the other thing is too, like, I mean, what happens if if you say you get a million bucks off your cap and you go out and you sign two players? $500,000 place to cover Kieran for him. And, and and it would be, say you got two forwards, whatever, you know, and then come September, Foran's ready to go. Like, what happens then? Exactly. Just watching some interesting play here. There's nothing going on. Anyway, um... Should the NRL prevent players from earning more money at other clubs if they walk out on their deals? So this is kind of in re- in uh, response to Ryan Madison walking out on his deal at the Tigers to join Parramatta for a bigger coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the clubs say, yes, 66%, no, 33%. And I have to say no, because that is going back to the clubs trying to, I suppose determine how much a player should earn or not and that should only come down to what clubs are willing to pay them I think I would say yes uh, if if Ryan Madison wants to get up and go to Parramatta to earn more money mm. so be it, at the end of the day the problem Ryan Madison has is that tarnishes his reputation especially if you do it more than once, people are going to go you're only coming here for the money like you had a you had an absolutely stunning season last year. Why don't you just keep the money you're getting and see out your contract there and see where you can go with it? But instead, he's gone. No, nah, I want to get more money now because I'm able to, and it shows his mentality and it makes him makes clubs wary about signing him. And so I think players should be allowed to go and do that if they want. But the flip side of it is it's their reputation they're putting on the line by doing it at the same time. See, I, I like the idea that 
I think it would stop players looking for better deals elsewhere, or their managers anyway, looking for better deals elsewhere while they're under contract. But I also think there's the ability to put in some sort of mechanism that if, you know, you can get a bigger contract at another club and leave early if you wanted to. But there needs to be enough of a disincentive for an opposition club to make that better deal as there can be. And I don't know how you'll do that, whether they've got to, you know, allow the the team that's losing the player to use some of their cap space or something like that, you know, you know, for the difference. I, well, I don't know I, what it would be. I think the, the simple but, solution here is, yeah. we'll use Madison's case as, as a good example, is because yeah. he signed a two or three year deal with the Tigers and he's left after one year, the Tigers are still paying part of his contract at another club. And I say, scrap that. If a player decides to go to another club, either because they choose to or because the club the club scraps them, and another team picks them up, then that previous contract should be made null and void. That way, clubs aren't going to try and sign a player for, let's say, six or seven hundred thousand dollars, knowing they've only got to pay half that amount for them. You know, the club yeah, then has, I, the club I... that's picking them up has to pay the full wage for them. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's definitely needs to be a disincentive to do... What's that? Uh, oh, there you are. What were you saying? It's a frustrating game. Yeah, it is. It's shit. It is. It's terrible. That's why we're it's talking terrible. about something else instead. We're basically ignoring the game at this point. It's four points all, and there's 31 minutes left. No and, one's got a try. We... Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. And I mean, you can tell. I mean, listen to the crowd. They're just bored. Yeah, what's happened? what is it with Sharks fans not turning up to games, are they? I don't know. Um, where are we up to here? What do you think of the length of the NRL season? Too long, 25%. Just right, 75%. Too short, 0%. What was too long again? 25%. See, I... I can't remember who I was talking to. It was either Katie or Julie I was talking about this. I think that if we see this season shortened, and we could, we I think everything's on the table still, but if we see this season shortened and it turns out that we play, say, a 16 to 20 game season and it just happens to be absolutely awesome, I wouldn't be shocked if the season was shortened, hey? Yeah, look, I've always said I think 22 rounds is the is the absolute sweet number. Mm-hmm. Um, because that way you can have the top eight teams from the previous year play each other twice and they play all of the bottom eight teams once and vice versa for the bottom eight sides and I think that would yeah. make for a pretty strong competition um, and that's what we used to have yep I agree I, I, I think 22 is perfect and I, I would love to go back to that and open up that extra month for the rep rounds exactly has there been an improvement in the refereeing over the past 12 months? <laughs> yes, 20%. No, 25%. Still the same, 55%. And I tell you what, that must disappoint a lot of the people in the media. Yeah, I thought that we were supposed to be in the refereeing apocalypse right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, should the NRL persist with the Nines tournament? Yes, 55%. No, 45%. Well, they've just got to change it. It's just a start format. And it was when they brought it in. You know, NRL clubs only, 
you know, it's a ho-hum competition, bringing in a bunch of new teams. That's what they need to do. It's exactly what they need to do. And they need to have... The, like, the one this year was an absolute abomination because you were in pools of four, but you only played two teams in your pool or some crap. It was just the dumbest thing ever. Just stupid, yeah. yeah. Um, and it also makes it kind of unfair. So... I'd be I'd be completely overhauling it. Bring in more teams. Bring in a heap of teams, and just uh, play it over a few days. They just play it over a weekend. Yeah, a festival in the off season. Oh, watching the sharks here. They're, they're trying to throw the ball around. They've thrown it back to Vunavalu, and now Melbourne are on the attack with a full set ten meters from the sharks line. We That's... might see something happen. That was absolute dead shit play there by the Sharks. I haven't seen anything that dumb in a long time. Papanos and tackled. Jeez, the storm passing is very slow. It is on my computer. <laughs> still very shaky. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's still the strobe light effect. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, look, I'm, I'm glad you're not missing out on much here. I know. <laughs> it, it, as I said, when the game first started, it's just at the level that I can make out everything that's going on. Oh, short tight play. And he's into touch. He's into touch. Damn it. No. Oh, no. Come on, ref. Wow, everyone said he's into touch except the ref. Yeah. Crossfield kick. Oh. Surely there's a try there. No. no. No, that was good defence. That was good defence and a good offload back in the field of play. Pity it didn't go to a player, but uh, god damn. Yeah. That's a worrying sign for the Storm. They had a full set 10 minutes from that Sharks line and couldn't get across. They're, mi- they're missing Brody Croft. They really are. They really are. Uh, so, yeah, that was that. Uh, that that's the full amount of that CEO poll. Mm hmm. I don't know, something about me says... It's I'd an like, interesting one. I'd, I'd like to see one where the players are asked the same questions. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think the players would go more along with what the... Uh, um, but for the most part, look, I think rugby league management is bereft of ideas these days, hey? Yeah. Yes. Um, when when the boss of the ARLC is pretty much just going with whatever ideas the Daily Telegraph dinosaurs put forward, it's a, it's a worrying time. Yeah, and they're like the the praise from all of them. It's like this over the top praise. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, especially for a dude that's done nothing yet. Yeah. Uh, I I can't see why they love him so much, given that. At this stage, he hasn't done anything other than yeah. beg poor, like we need money. And I don't know how that gets praise. Yeah, that was, I mean, I think, I, I don't, I've yet to talk to anybody that saw that and who wasn't embarrassed for the game seeing that. Exactly. That was just horrible. Um... Speaking of horrible, this game. I, I think this is definitely the worst game. It's pretty damn bad. I tell you done. what, the performance of both sides done here. Alive. 
live episode for? I, there is one, and I think it was the Challenge Cup final last year where we turned in expecting to watch St. Helens annihilate whoever it was they played against, and they choked hard and played like dog shit. That was hard to watch. That's right. That was the one. That was the one, and they lost to uh, to the Catalan Dragons. That's right. Was was it Catalan? I think so. I'm sure it was. Yeah, because Catalan Dragons took it back over um, across to Europe with them. I thought Catalan won it the year before. No, it was Warrington. Catalan did win it in 2018. Because remember, last year Catalan got told that they had to pay a certain fee to to enter into the Challenge Cup in 2019. Oh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I know. <laughs> yeah, man, that shows how good a game it was. Or I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because um, we had, did, who did we have on? We had Boogie Bumper on, and I think we just ignored it completely, didn't we? Yeah, we were talking about American politics and all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. Living in Penrith in the nineties. <laughs> all exciting stuff. <laughs> I tell you what, people, if you think that. Um... If you think that sounds brilliant, go to our YouTube page because it's where you are at the moment if you're listening to this and um, go through the live episodes there. We've got a few playlists there. You can find it. It's a long bloody episode. Yeah, was that the longest one we ever did? It's bloody close because it must have gone for three hours at least. Yeah, because you know what? I feel like we did a four and a half hour one. I feel like we did a double actually, header. You know what? It was because they had the 1895 cup on before it, which was actually a better game. Or was that after? Oh, that's right. That's right. No, that was oh, after. That would have been an awesome try. But it wasn't. <laughs> so now I'm looking at the live chat on our, on our YouTube page. Yeah. And I'm just going to read out all the comments. And okay. I'm done. Oh, no. Come on, people. It must be really entertaining. Come on, people, ask some questions in there. You know what it is? We because we're we're experts, it's just there's no room to argue with us. No, that's true. But maybe we can educate people. Possibly. Now there's uh I am working on an article that'll go up on my blog and I'll yeah. pop it up on your website as well, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's going to be, it's going to be about how rugby league responded to the Spanish flu in 1919. Okay, that'll be interesting, actually, because, I mean, there's been plenty of journalists saying that this is something that rugby league's never dealt with, and I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, it has, it has, um, and the Spanish flu was much more severe. As far as how rapidly it spread, how many people got it, and how many people died from it. So, in the the nine or so months that it was in Australia, nearly 4,000 people in Sydney died from it. Jeez. Yeah. Did you see how many people have died in Italy from uh, this one that we're having now, the corona one? What's the figure up to now? (sighs) 4,000. It got horribly out of control there. Yeah, and it's up to... Uh, worldwide, it's up to 11,000 deaths. Oh, there's a try! Oh, try! The Sharkies are in! Klein says, that's good enough for me. No, I don't want to see John Morris in the coach's box. I want to see Craig Bellamy right now. 
Yeah, that's... I wish they just showed him the whole game. That yeah, would have been better. They need a picture in picture, and it's just one picture is just the camera constantly focused on Bellamy. Yeah. Look at that run by uh, Young Kennedy. That kid's a freak. He's going to be an absolute gun fullback in a very short period of time. Yeah, that was nice stuff. He, uh, yeah, man, nice that was very by easy. That's, that's a Robbie Farrah type kick, that one. That is, yeah. Lovely stuff. Yeah, the J-Mo's happy. <laughs> the J-Mo. Brains is just looking at his computer. Look at the Sharks fans at home. They're going I'll, off their heads. I'll tell you what I'm looking at. It's that blind in the background they got from uh, Spotlight. Yeah, for like $8.99. That, that's the one. It's always, they only have them in cream. Yeah. And no wall in the world is painted the same colour. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that cream, though, is that it changes over time as the the sun gets to it. It just gets darker and darker. It does, yes. Oh, Johnson finally did something right. He kicked a goal. Wow. Well, this game really livened up. <laughs> Certainly has. Look at that. Even the ball kids are wearing gloves. They're not half offside, are they? Sucked in for running off to offside too early, you idiots. Jeez, Bellamy will be killing them. They have been terrible in this match, Melbourne. Mm. Absolutely terrible. Billy Magulius. He played uh, played for Greece before he actually played in the NRL. One of the one of uh, Greek rugby league's greats as well. Absolutely. Not up there with Braith and Nasta, who holds the world record with uh, Ryan Girdler, but still. Oh, jeez, Braith and Nasta. What a record that is. Not only is he the greatest equal point scorer in international rugby league history, he's nothing short of a wordsmith behind the mic. You know what? My first comment about Braith and Nasta this year was yeah. tonight on Twitter. Yeah. And I was agreeing with him. Oh, really? What did he say? Okay. Manly had a, a situation today where they decided to use their captain's challenge. Yeah. And they were contesting against the knock-on against them. And the referees went, you know what? You're right, Manly. You didn't knock the ball on, but you did get held on the last tackle, so it's still a turnover and the Roosters still get the ball. <laughs> and it was... Two minutes of time wasted for that whole process. And Braith and Astor said, if this continues like this, this is something that just needs to go. We can't have it in our game anymore because it's just stupid. And I went, yes, Braith. Yeah, so, I agree with Braith. Braith had a uh, good off-season. Yeah. I, I have yet to hear Braith and Astor's commentary this year because uh, I don't have KO yet. I've got to sign up for KO. Um, I was talked out of it by Julie, but I'm getting it this week, as long as the NRL goes ahead next week. <laughs> That's fair enough. Now, the record that Braith and Asta holds. In 2013, he play, in 2013, he played for Greece Yeah, against Hungary. 46 points? Correct. Yes. He scored four tries and kicked 15 goals from 15 attempts. It's incredible. That's just insane. Um, Greece beat Hungary 90-0 to nil in front of 1,013 fans in Budapest. 
Wow. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Some good names there. Um, one of the centres for Hungary is David Farkas. Farkas. Yeah. I'd like to see him playing in the NRL. I really would, too. Uh, but, yeah, Nasta. Absolutely. He just brained him. Yeah, I guess the the Ryan Girdler one was against uh, Russia. Yeah. 2000 World Cup. So if you add that to his tally, I tell you what, we have 288 career games in the NRL. Mm-hmm. Four tests for Australia, one international for Greece. Ten origin games, seven games for New South Wales City. 22, that gives him 310 career games. Oh, no, he had a World Club Challenge. So 311 career games. Wow. Hey, you know what? I just realised that Braithen Astor averages 46 points per game when he plays for Greece. Yeah, why would drop him? Yeah. You know what he is? He's the Jason Gillespie. Jason Gillespie scored, scored a double century in his last ever test match for Australia in cricket. Can you imagine how good the player was that replaced him? Yeah. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Have you, you know... found the games played without crowds so far? You know what? The, the interesting, the, there's been two standout things for me that I've, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. First one is you can hear what the players are saying on the field a bit more. Mm-hmm. The second one is on Fox Sports, they've brought back the action replay music oh really yeah so when a try scored they've got music being being played ah that's interesting and that was the only thing that the super league broadcast had over the nrl broadcast but now they're even (laughs) (laughs) now we're going to do is just work on the music that they play and they need to have music themed and this is something we can discuss right now music Mm -hmm. themed for each club when they score a try so, we're going to say, I mean, Melbourne Storm has obviously got to be thunderstruck. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Here. I thought we'll go through the teams alphabetically. So, for the Brisbane okay, Broncos, that's... what song would they have? Uh, uh, it's got to be um, what's his name? Uh, Jenny Wine and My Pony. See, I was thinking. I think I'm paranoid by garbage. Anthony <laughs> <laughs> Seabold's team. I think I like that one better, actually. Um, Canberra Raiders. Ooh. Uh, any song from Frozen? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, the Bulldogs. I was thinking uh, of Britney Spears' song. Definitely Dr. Hook. She was only 16. <laughs> I was thinking Britney Spears' song. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one I like that one too um, The Sharks Oh um, ooh, This is a good one um, <laughs> What about What about Dr. Feelgood <laughs> I can't think of anything better I like that Yeah Um the Titans. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna, I was going to go with "What About Me." 
Cause it's yeah, just, that's a good one. It's just sad and whiny and about a loser. I was thinking um, the song "Kickstart My Heart," which was about the it was about one of the band members who basically did coke and had a heart attack when he was really young. <laughs> that's that's not too bad either. Uh, who's next? Manly. Yeah. Ooh, Manly. Um, oh man. So you could probably have down with See, a sickness he... to do with all the asbestos at the ground. <laughs> Yes, that one. <laughs> oh, shit. See, I'm going to have to play this part back and we'll put them all down and make a playlist for it. We could make our own Rugby League Teams album. Um, That'd be great. And then we can get... Um, oh, well, if it's a playlist, we won't get struck. But yeah, we definitely have to do this. Absolutely. Uh, Melbourne Storm. Storm. Um, man, I don't know. Okay, I've got one in line with Craig Bellamy, especially tonight. Okay. Break Stuff by Lip Biscuit. Okay, I like that. What about uh, Prince Diamonds and Pearls? <laughs> that that's a good one. I do I do like that one. Uh, who have we got next? The Newcastle Knights. Oh, that's got to be like some hillbilly shit. Uh, um, <laughs> the theme tune from Deliverance. Yeah, just out of two. It's got to be played on a banjo too. Actually, don't yeah, know what definitely. song you pick for them. It has to be played on a banjo. Yeah, it basically, yeah, it could be any song just played on a banjo. Yeah, like Happy Birthday, just played on a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> that would work. Uh, North Queensland. Ooh, um, hmm. It's got to be some country music shit. I was going to say something else on the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I-, I would agree with that, actually, yeah. Let's just go, go another banjo one. <laughs> that would work. We'll think of songs later for this. Have you got any ideas for those two? Pop them in the comments, or you can send them to us on uh, Fergo Freak Pod on Twitter. We'll, we'll discuss these at a later date. Um, yeah. We also got Parramatta. Parramatta, what would be a good Parramatta song? Um, hmm, it'd be something eighties themed. Yeah, because it's got to be relevant to when they were last good. How about Ain't No Second Prize? Yeah, I like that one actually. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because damn, they know that more than more than anyone else does. Um, <laughs> oh, Penrith. Oh man. Um, <laughs> fuck. Ah, oh, swore. Um, I don't fucking worry about. I that. don't know. What do you reckon for Penrith? Oh, 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 this. Storm have copped up another trial opportunity there. Um, for Penrith, I think given how many young players they've got there, yeah. Um, if you're happy and you know it, <laughs> or the play school theme, the play like school that. theme that would work. Yeah, very nah. 
<laughs> um, the dragons. Puff the magic dragon, because they're gonna be smoking something to keep giving. Yeah. Um... Oh. I'm trying to think of. I don't know. There's no what songs, about, there's okay, no real songs out there about choking, is there? <laughs> um, not that I can think of. What about, uh, <laughs> what about, because meth is a problem in Wollongong, what about just the Breaking Bad theme? <laughs> i tell you what, it's not just an issue in the Wollongong, it's an issue in the Dragon's boardroom as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would that work. South Sydney? Um, hmm. Well, it's got to be the gladiator theme, doesn't it? Uh, possibly, possibly. I know that's a, I know that's easy. It is a little easy. What else could there be? Maybe you could do the theme tune for Colgate. What's that? Toothpaste. What's the theme tune for, tune for Colgate? I don't know. Make one up. Why? Oh man. What? I, I don't know. Why Colgate? You know, with this, this South fan bashing thing, they've only got one teeth between them. They all live on a, in a gutter somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Where have you been, man? I don't know if they've got... Um, I think I don't know if they've got a theme tune, but would Polydent be as good for that as well? That could work. Oh, the yeah. Storm have scored. They scored. Is that they Kifusi? broke the line. Well, oh, he's going to look at it. We're going to the box. He's got to try. Okay, what are we looking at here? Think, is he looking at interference from the... Oh, there's nothing wrong no, there. there's no interference there. He Ooh. looks like he's going oh, down yeah. good. That looks fine to me. Yeah, try. Does that come with Kamitha? I think it was. Yeah, come on, come on, How good's that burger box look? Tempting. I've not had KFC for six months. That's good. That's good. That. This is the worst part about watching the NRL is that fucking thing turns up every game. Oh, Jesus, it's only just down the road. Testing my willpower. Every single friggin' game. Uh, What (laughs) are we up to? The Roosters. The Roosters. Um, I feel like chicken tonight. Feel like chicken tonight. I was thinking Money, Money, Money by ABBA. Yeah, Seems that would easy. be a good one too, actually. Um, the Warriors. Oh, man. Um, Maybe Weather With You by uh, Crowded House. Yeah. It just sounds dreary. What about... Uh... The, oh, and I don't know the, it's an Australian song by an Australian band called Leaving Home I don't know that one Leaving Home Life Was Never Good To Me something like that okay that could work what else we got left the Tigers the Tigers would be the Tigers one no one sings songs about nine how about 99 <laughs> Luff Balloons that's got nine in it twice yeah 
99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> what about something about a bus? A bus? Yeah. Venga bus? I know. Roxanne. Because it's about a hooker. <laughs> and you can't understand what, the, what they're actually talking about. Yeah. I've got a good impersonation of Sting singing that song. You want to hear it? Yeah, go. That's pretty much it. Excellent. You don't try and form words, you just make sounds. Yeah. Matt, I've been doing that on the cabaret circuit for a few years. Cabaret circuit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. There we go. Right, well, this game has been fucking enthralled. You know, my phone keeps on... uh, I keep on going to open my phone up and it doesn't recognise me right now for some reason. Oh, Jason t- Jason phone Malolo is giving up on you. Jason? Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Hey, should I add a bit of content for our Victorian viewers? I don't understand. Don't yeah, understand. go for it. Okay. In the AFL at the moment, the GWS Giants leading Geelong Cats 73-43 to in front of the usual GWS crowd. <laughs> you know they made big inroads after make, in Western Sydney after making the grand final last year. And getting caned in it. Yeah, getting absolutely smashed. People forgot they even existed. <laughs> That's the thing. They brought out this thing about, you know, no crowds this weekend. The GWS fans didn't didn't get that message. Yeah. <laughs> They're still there in their droves. Oh, man. I See, I love that team and that team that they've put up there in uh, the Gold Coast because oh. the AFL keeps just wasting money on those teams and they can waste all their money they like. They are pouring millions into those teams to keep them afloat and for what reason, I don't know. Yeah, it's craziness. It's Although, I can see why, because there's nowhere else in the whole planet they can go to. China? Remember, they've well, done, they some, they've done some work in China. Oh. I know. It's been disallowed. Oh, straight over. Yeah, it's been disallowed. The storm looked like they were waiting for a try, but there was obstruction. It's a penalty. There's five minutes and 41 seconds left here, and this game is 10-all. Wow, did you see? I didn't see the obstruction. Here we go. That that's, that's handy. Thanks for that camera angle. That showed yeah, it very that clearly. Was, that was brilliant. Yeah, here we go. Oh, Aaron Woods yep. is taken out. Easy, easy obstruction. See, this should be a golden rule that every club should know when they're playing against the team that's got Aaron Woods in it. Is don't run a decoy runner at him close to the line because he will take the soft option and take the decoy runner and get a penalty every time. He's the best at it. That's so funny. I've never thought of that, but you, you're right, hey? Every time. I didn't mind it when he's playing at the Tigers. It frustrates the hell out of me watching him playing for other teams doing it. <laughs> oh, Goulas oh, has oh. dropped it. Oh. That's a dog's breakfast. This game We've is run an out absolute bludger. It's hard to believe these teams played in a grand final just a few years ago. Yeah, oh, penalty right in front. Easy too. 
There we go. Devin Head's going to have a shot at goal here, is he? What a bludger of a game. What's the penalty for? Uh, is I think it's just raking the ball, but... But didn't he... I thought he just called hell. I don't know what's going on there. John yeah, Marshall's concerned. Would you say there was a look of concern on John Morris's face? It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell, eh? Hey? He's got a good poker face. He does. Good looking fella, too. I would love to play poker against Craig Bellamy, though. Wow. <laughs> Every time he gets a two, it's like, fuck! <laughs> I feel like he, you, you're dealing his cards, and he, he had a bad hand. Look, he's got up and left. <laughs> He's angry because they got the two points. <laughs> I thought the oh, clock was supposed to stop when they're kicking goals in the last five minutes. I think it's supposed to run down 40 seconds or something, isn't it? No, I don't know what they're doing. Cameron Smith nails the penalty goal. Easy stuff. Oh, that assistant's gone. <laughs> he, he's, he's been around Craig Bellamy enough. He's gone, I'm putting the earbuds in. <laughs> it's... Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I'd, I'd never like, want him to retire. Nah, nah. I can't oh, believe they've like, got ball kids wearing these rubber gloves, but they don't have them wearing masks. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's very, very How much odd. would you pay to hear Craig Bellamy mic'd up just for one game? I'd love it. And just play it after hours, like 9 o'clock or something like that. Yeah. NRL should have an adults-only channel where kids can't listen to it, and it's just Craig Bellamy going off his block for for 80 <laughs> minutes. Bugger, make it 90 it'd minutes be, when he's in the sheds as well. It'd be better than listening to Channel 9's commentary, that's for sure. Agreed. Three minutes left. Storm are up 12-10. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people... Have, they wrote the Sharks off thinking that they were going to have a bit of a dire season. I know you didn't think they were going to have much of a good year this year. Yep. Um, they've had two pretty tough opponents in the first two rounds, and they've, they've taken the fight to these sides. I was South almost beat them last week. And, I mean, there's only two points in this game with two minutes to go against the Storm. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I just think... I think a lot of the things we've seen in this game, I mean, it's stuff like Sean Johnson just having a shocker all of a sudden out of nowhere. And, you know, Townsend's been a little bit quiet in this game. And uh, I don't know. I just think that they, that they're sort of doing what I expect them to do. I mean, they're always going to try hard and they're always going to make it play hard, but they're a little bit like the, a better version of the Bulldogs, I guess, is the way I see them. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think they've got enough strike power at the back. Um, that's a bad pass from Townsend. That should never have been pushed. No. Um, to to be a, a genuine threat, and I think once you get a, a few of these rounds out of the way, where everyone's still a bit clunky, you start to see them start to to score a few points and stuff. They'll, they'll probably surprise quite a lot of teams, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they make the top eight again. Only just though. <clears throat> They, yeah, I, look, I, I had them what, finishing something like 10th or something yeah. like that. 
See, I'm wondering um, how many of the teams that finished in the bottom eight last year do you genuinely think have got better over the off season to to knock the Sharks down? And I can only think of the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys are the one that stands out. I think the Broncos, and they... Oh, the Broncos you know, are in the top eight I anyway. I'm Bron- talking about teams that were outside the eight. Oh, outside the eight. Um, yeah. I think the Panthers, you know, and, and that might be a homer sort of decision, but, you know, they're 2-0 so far, which is better than they were last year this time. Um, who else? Um... Man, I should have got my list out. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just feel as though there's there's a bit of a drop back. I think the I think the sharks have dropped back a bit. I guess is more than other teams have improved out of sight. Is the thing that jumped out for me. However, they don't yeah. have Paul Gallon playing in the halves all the time now. Surely that's a bonus. That is true, but you know, he he did add some depth to their forwards. It's a funny one that, like, you know, I kind of look at it to, and it, I I've lined them up against the Bulldogs, and I've got them finishing a bit different on the ladder. But you know, the Bulldogs didn't make too many massive changes to their team, but I think that there is an improvement that has still happened with them. Um, whereas I think the Sharks are almost going the opposite direction with a similar team, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think the biggest thing they've got to sort out is they need to get rid of um, Dugan, Moylan, Johnson, and obviously Josh Morris is on the way out as well. I mean, that's that's freeing up millions of dollars. Yeah. And obviously that's what their plan is over the next year they... or two. Who do they buy with all of that coin? Obviously they're going to need a half. Mm-hmm. I think their fullback who we've seen play the last two games has shown that he's 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 already good enough and he's only going to get better. I'd, I'd be willing to let Kennedy stay there and grow in that role. Yep. But... Well, and you'd keep Sherry if you could, although there's a lot of rumours he's gone already. Yeah, I'd be hanging on to him. Um, I even don't mind Townsend, but I'd probably prefer Townsend at six and get a genuine... Seven at the club who can create. Yeah, they they definitely need alongside Townsend someone who can control the game. Like I think he's all right as an offsider to your main playmaker, and I definitely think that Sean Johnson he's shown it, it's just not him. Yeah, Johnson needs a genuine seven who can take over when Johnson's not playing well. And... Yeah, yeah. Townsend is going to give you the same solid performance every week, but it's never going to be a game-winning performance. It's fine. Like, like that's a, absolutely fine. You can win a premiership with a player like that. Yeah, he's, he's like um, a 6.5 but, out of 10 every week. Yeah, but and like Johnson, when he's at his best, is the ideal player to play alongside him. But the problem is Johnson's best is like, I mean, these days... It, it like every season it seems like his best number of games is down every year. Yeah. And what's it at now? Like four it'll be something like four games this year if he keeps that trend going. Yeah, that that's the big issue there. And I I, I can only see Johnson ending up in Super League next at the end of next year because I think it's when his contract ends with the Sharks. 
Yeah, and what a, I mean, what a fall for him. I mean, he was the man over in New Zealand. He was a million-dollar player over there, and it's just gone downhill. But it's very weird. Makes you wonder seeing how he played and how the Warriors played last year. Yeah. Whether they should have hung on to him for last year and let him go this year. I would rather have had him than Green, for sure. Yeah, I'd, I would have had Johnson over Green. Yeah. No doubt about it. And even John... <clears throat> at his worst over ground. Yeah, I agree. But, um... Oh, boy. These Storm boys, they're going to have a very, very unhappy time when they get back to the dressing sheds, which is why you see them all milling around outside on the ground. The, cam- the commentators yeah. all come out saying, who wants an interview from the Storm? They're all putting their hands up. Yeah, yeah, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to sign autographs? You know, you got some kids, you got friends, I'll sign autographs, you got jumpers, I'll sign all that, I'll do all that for you. Is there another way out of this ground other than through the dressing sheds, do you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go, we've got some in there now. Oh, They're the fist... slowly getting in there. That was the young guy's fist bumping, they don't know what's about to happen. Storm Bellamy hasn't arrived yet. So there we go, well... We managed to pick the shit games to commentate on, don't we? And who they played? That yeah, we do. We really do. Um, Which is that's good actually, because that means that people should actually tune in and listen to us because we're a lot more entertaining than whatever they've got on. You'd bloody hope so. <laughs> that's got it can't be too hard if these are the games they're playing. That's very true. Yeah, I'm going to go and have a look on the Twitter page to see if anyone has made any comment whatsoever. Knowing full well that probably no one has said a single fucking word on there. I reckon, eh? I'm, I'm thinking maybe if we turn off the feed for the game, it might uh, settle down the connection to, eh? That might work. Let's do that. There. There we go. Hopefully that works. And... Now we ran a poll on the... Uh the Fergo Freak Pod Twitter account today. And I said, live show tonight. Yes and no. Votes to be ignored for no. <laughs> and 50, and was... 50% voted yes and 50% voted for no, even though they knew that vote would be ignored. Yeah, it was weird that it was 50-50. Yeah. I thought that was creepy. 32 votes. So Not to too the, bad. To the 16 of you assholes that said no... Ha ha. <laughs> we told you we'd ignore you. Next time you'll vote yes. They better. It's interesting. We're starting to cultivate enough fans that we've got some pricks following us. <laughs> I'm wondering if people are starting to hate listen to us yet. Yeah. that's Well, I think we are getting hate listeners for sure. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. That's well, the aim. To get enough hate listeners... That the numbers just spike. <laughs> now we're going to do a tweet on here. Are you listening to our live podcast on YouTube? Didn't think so. <laughs> so what have you thought about the footy so far this season? Um... Ordinary. Yeah, I feel the same way. Hey, it feels like 
I feel as though everything that's going on right now has... I I feel like it's put a dampener on the way that teams are playing. Um, We've seen a couple of good games, but I, I feel as though just the uncertainty about all sorts of stuff, and it's understandable. Like, I'm not bagging any of the teams around them, but I think that it has had an effect. What do you reckon? I don't know. The thing I'm finding is a lot of teams are playing very average footy. So the game before this was the Roosters versus Manly, and that game was just as dire as this one. And it ended up being a Manly win 9-8. Oh, really? Manly won that one. See, I... I, uh... I haven't seen I hadn't seen the result of that one. I think I picked the Roosters for that one actually. Likewise. Um But and that's the thing at the moment, I'm seeing that a lot of teams their attack is just yeah. looking dire. And you kind of expect it a little bit in the opening rounds, but usually you'll always get one or two teams that are just they they come out of the blocks and just blow a team away. Yeah, yeah. And that just hasn't happened. Like the earlier game too today. The the roost uh, the Raiders beat the Warriors. It was like twenty to six. It wasn't even like I think given what the Warriors have gone through in the past two weeks and the quality that the Raiders have, that you would have thought the Raiders would have put fifty on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I've kind of I I wouldn't have been shocked if the Raiders had absolutely smashed them. I feel very sorry for the Warriors. The Warriors are on a bit of a hiding to nothing this year, but um, the thing that worries me about the Warriors is when it falls apart for them, it falls apart really badly, and it is going to fall apart for them. Like, it's just... It's not that so much they're under so much pressure. It's just they're going to get homesick. They're going to have their minds elsewhere and stuff like that. And I know they're professional sportsmen, but they're also people as well. And they're going to be talking to their family members back in New Zealand. Even if they made the decision tomorrow to leave and go back home, they're still not going to see their family members for two weeks because they've got to isolate themselves. That's right. It's a really, really tough situation. And so I just hope that it doesn't fall apart. I would like to see them get a couple of really good wins the next few weeks because... If they don't, it's like the players themselves are going to start thinking to themselves, what are we doing here? Yeah, like why are we bothering with this? Yeah. That is the big problem. Um, I, I, I've been I've been loving the fact that there's a lot of people who are not Warriors fans on social media have been going out and buying Warriors memberships. Yeah, that's been nice to see. I mean... You know, the the Warriors do need our support 100%. It needs everyone's support. It needs the NRL support, first of all. Yes. And I think they're going to get that. I, I think that it seems like the NRL have set, have assured the club of a lot of things. I think if they hadn't have, the club would have withdrawn from the season. Um, but, yeah, they it was nice to see people buying Warriors memberships, wasn't it? It was. It's it's a very good thing. So um, I like the people who are doing that. Um, it's also good to see that people aren't going stupid about demanding refunds and stuff and recognising that their memberships are actually helping keep these clubs afloat during this tough period. Um, and I hope that people stick with that because, sure as shit, these clubs are going to turn around and do something in in the favour of, of the fans and stuff to say thank you for helping us out in that tough period. They will return yeah. that favour because they have to. 
yeah, they really do. And like uh, every single month that the clubs can just hold, even if they say we're going to give full refunds, but it'll be next year. Every month they can hold on to that that money and you know just get the interest off it. Like it, that's I think that's where some clubs will be at with how tight they're running the ship this year in terms of like man the even the interest from the the season ticket holders will be money that we could really use you know um exactly there'll be something they'll come up with though i i think that everyone recognizes that this is an extraordinary you know moment in time and it's something that no one can expect to have been prepared for i think we're going to be seeing that very soon in all sorts of areas of small businesses, big businesses, all sorts are going to have some real struggles staying afloat. Um, I think that the thing that's lucky for the NRL is that they will be able to have the blow softened over a number of years. Like I could see where the salary cap was maybe lower when the new TV deal comes in because they're trying to play catch up still on what's happening right now. Yeah. Now, uh, Just watching some replays here. Really mm. not much to replay here. Um, <laughs> I saw James Hood ornaments on the uh, the after after match conference and chat. I don't know what he's on there for. Is he happy? I don't know. He, he's bald. <laughs> Why do they put him on for, for post-match talk? He doesn't talk about football. He's a well, gossip colonist who works for New Idea, isn't he? I reckon I... Or Mercedes-Benz does brochures for them or something. It's weird that Fox Sports had a number of layoffs um, this week. The people that I saw that were talking about being let go, I didn't recognise any of them. Um, I'm sure that if you watched Fox Sports News, you probably did, but I didn't recognise any of them. I think one of the notable ones was Mark Gaznia. Oh, really? I didn't didn't see they let him go. Hmm. Oh, wow. Jazz has been axed, but Hood Ornament remains. Why? Well, I guess the, the, the worrying thing for me is that, I mean, obviously with the journalists, and they really have been pushing journalists forward the last few years, um, you know, they they basically get two bites of the cherry with them because they get them for their articles as their main job, and then they turn up to Fox Sports to, you know, get their heads on TV, which they all love. Yeah. But the problem is they're unwatchable. Yeah, but newsroom doesn't really care. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think it's I think that it's a turn off for people that want to subscribe. That's right. What a game. What a game. It was not a great game. Terrible. What are your thoughts on it? Johnson should have been off and um off. They should send him back to send New Zealand. Send him back to New Zealand on that plane one way. <laughs> um, he got hooked. I don't because he threw one forward pass. Look at that pass. eye. That eye looks really bad. Magulius, how does it feel to be the only try scorer, but the reason why the Storm lost uh, one tonight for that penalty? Yeah. Yeah. It was a dog shit game. I did not enjoy that game. It was frustrating, and um, yeah. One or two little errors have cost the Sharks two wins in a row now against yeah. two good opponents. Yeah. Yeah. How are we looking at the season? What do you reckon for the season? For this team? Yeah. They're not gelling at the moment. And um, with what I've seen, it's very 
it's very difficult to say it's too early but look they can bounce back they can probably change a few things maybe i don't know so you want rid of the coach then that's what you're saying right here yeah who was the coach I'm not really sure. I'm thinking you should have learnt from last week what needed to be done, but it's just not gelling. They're not gelling yet. And well, the defence is better. Obviously, they've done very well to defend and prevent some tries tonight, but, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard game to get anything out of because both teams were terrible. Well, yeah, I'd have to agree with you that, um, look, Melbourne missed a few... Um, a few, a few opportunities to get over and, and drop the ball. I mean, they were both pretty bad. Like, really bad. They were atrocious. Yeah. So it was a, uh, it was a hard game to watch. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know who we've got next week, but... Um, yeah, who have we got next week? Well, we'll have a quick look. Who have we got next week? Sharks have got the Knights next week. Oh... That'll be special. a good one to watch. The, 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 uh, hooker, the hooker special, the two brothers. Well, if the Knights lose this weekend against the Tigers, uh. wow, that game could be an absolute snooze fest. <laughs> I was surprised that the West Tigers won last week against the the uh, Dragons. Like, what's how did how did the Dragons lose that game? I don't know. You know, it's just unbelievable. I can. Out of the Dragons lose most games, though. Well, that's true, but I, like I can look at them losing against, say, the Panthers, and be like, okay, the Panthers are one of those teams; they can beat anyone on their day. But the the tight like the, the Dragons are literally the exact sort of setup you should want to have to beat the Tigers. Big forward pack, mobile, deep. It's all you need. No, fully agree. Fully agree. Alrighty. Well, I think we might wrap this one up. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've, done, let's, a, we've uh, done a good show. I think we have too. I think that we should look at the next game we're going to completely ruin by deciding to go live on it, eh? We should, we should ask people to, in a poll, which game do they want to see completely destroyed by us? Maybe the next one we can do, I don't know when they play, is maybe like Titans versus Warriors. Because we can't make that any worse than it'll be. That would be epic. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, people, you can catch us on Twitter, FergoFreakPod. This bloke's League Freak. You can find me on Twitter, at League Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. Obviously, we're on YouTube. That's where some of you may have heard us today. Um, Check out our website, FergoOnTheFreak.com. Check out his website, LeagueFreak.com. Check out my one, RugbyLeagueProject.org. I mean, that's a lot of homework. There will be a test. <laughs> we just basically own all the websites, that's except us. the ones that except the that's ones that make money. That's that's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time. <laughs>